there's something that I do every single time. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's hilarious. I'm pretty positive. You've seen me do it. Whenever I'm deciding on big decisions of like, I'm like torn between like, should I do it? Or should I say yes? Or should I say no? Or whatever it is. I play this game where I make someone else play rock, paper, scissors with me. <laughs> Have I ever made you do this with me? <laughs> This is a, this is how I get my, my daughter to decide on what to wear too. Yeah. So yeah. what you do. So anybody listening, I just did this last night with Brooke Swan, like no joke. We were talking about a client that she might potentially want to take. And I was like, you know, if, how about you be, you're going to take the client and I'll be don't, you don't get to take the client. Right. So you do rock, paper, scissors. And however you feel, if you lose, right. If you lose and you're like, oh, I'm super bummed that I lost and you actually wanted to take the client. Yeah. But then if you win, it's like, oh, actually, and you sink, you're kind of like, oh, I actually didn't want that. Then like, that's the thing. Do you ever feel like if you had actionable systems in place that it can actually take your practice to the next level? Can you imagine the freedom you'd gain from finally getting everything out of your head and into a system that can help you move things on autopilot? Do you ever feel like you want to hire help for your practice, but you just don't know where to start? Trust me, I get it. And you're not alone, but it doesn't have to be this way. You're kick-ass at doing the bookkeeping and accounting work. There's no doubt about that. But you struggle to maintain the systems and operations of your business. Am I right? But don't worry. That's where I come in, the workflow queen. I'm going to guide you on how to implement tech, systems, and automation in your practice so you can scale bigger, hire better, and break through to the next level. I can't wait to support you here on the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountant. I am so, so thrilled about this episode because this is our very first episode that we're doing a guest expert. And she's literally like VIP and not just for you guys, but for me in my personal life, I am just Serena Shoup. You are like the best person I've ever met in my whole entire life. And I'm like, as soon as I knew I was going to relaunch this podcast, I was like, Serena, and like all, you know, I was like, you're going to be my first <laughs> guest expert. It's happening. Like you have to be. And I'm just so thrilled to introduce anybody who's never heard of Serena. If you have not, and you've been in my world and I don't know what you've been looking at or listening to. <laughs> she is my biz bestie. I also can call her a great colleague as well, but she's like a sister to me now. And I'm just grateful for the relationship that we have. And today we've got a lot of great things to talk about. And I really wanted to set the tone with our first guest expert. So Serena, Thank you so much for joining us today. Please give me a quick little intro about you and all the things you got going on. Yeah, I guess I should have practiced my little <laughs> my little spiel, spiel. but no. <laughs> yeah, I'm Serena Shoup. I am the face of the Ambitious Bookkeeper brand, and I also own a virtual accounting practice called Of Course Bookkeeping. And I started that uh, about five years ago, and then I started the Ambitious Bookkeeper brand a couple years ago, I should probably look to see when officially I started, but it's been a good couple of years. And I started that brand because as I had been building my virtual accounting business, I noticed a gap in the marketplace that needed to be filled. And that was for those of us who had accounting experience already that wanted to go out on our own, but maybe came from corporate or maybe a CPA firm, or maybe were bookkeeping in a small company just for, you know, not for multiple clients. And 
the work is a little bit different. Obviously you have to learn how to market yourself and sell, which is something that we don't learn in accounting school and things like that. And so there was various pitfalls and roadblocks along the way that I had kind of just struggled through and figured out on my own and thought that I could help others as well. So I started, you know, a little social media account. (laughs) (laughs) to help other accountants. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, And now these days I have a couple of signature programs that I help, help accounting students, bookkeepers, even CPAs start their own virtual practice. And yeah, that's kind of what I have going on. Yeah. I'm based out of Arizona. Oh, AZ, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Zonies. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I have a I have a few children. I have a little herd of children. (laughs) A little munch. Is that what we call them when there's like multiple? It's like a little herd, little sheep. Yeah. Little, yeah, I don't know. Little, I don't. Little munchkin, little minions. Yeah. Little little minions. minions. Yeah. Yeah. But good minions. They're cute. They have like, they're the cutest children ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but other than that, like I, yeah, I work pretty much just part-time because I'm also a mom and I want to have a life. And I think we're probably going to dive into prioritizing prioritizing your time (laughs) and stuff on today's conversation. So I'm super excited and I don't know if you want to go into how we met. Yeah. Always. That's like my favorite topic. Also, before we get into this, cause I don't want to forget you didn't even shamelessly plug your own podcast into there. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm the host of Don't the forget. Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I just feel like it's the whole, the Ambitious Bookkeeper brand, like if you Google that, I'm sure a po- the podcast yeah. will come up. But yes, we do have a yes. podcast and yeah, you should definitely check, check it out. Yeah. I love your podcast. It's the best, but yes, we'll get into how we met. So before we kind of dive into today's topic, I think it's really important to understand one, why I'm so big about one showing off Serena or any of my people that you've kind of met. If you follow me or you've been in my life for some time, you know that I'm really big on like creating a certain space of individuals that help me who aren't just like, I don't have a boyfriend right now, but if I had a boyfriend, my boyfriend, or if like all these other people in my life, they don't, my parents or my, my friends and family, they don't really understand what I do in business. And so it took me a really long time to finally grow a group of individuals that like actually are in this industry that I've been able to lean on. And Serena has been one of those big people, but for anybody listening, like this is your opportunity to remind you that it's so important to find people who are your, I don't want to say tribe. Cause I actually don't really don't like that word. Your people, the people that can like, yeah. you could be surrounded with that do understand what debits and credits are and get really freaking excited when you share an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that those are my kind of people here. So we'll kind of dive into how we met and how we've built that relationship over time. And it's been since what, 2020, I want to say. Yeah. It was the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And mind you, everyone, this is January 6th of 2023 now. So it's almost been three years of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I have had that brand for about three years then because I started it. Yeah. It's been a good three years. Yep. My anniversary is coming in next month and I'm so excited. Valentine's day. Cause you were a couple months before I started work for queen. Right. Yeah. And I was kind of just like dabbling and trying to figure out like what to call it and, and whatnot. And that's around the time. I think we both were launching something around the same time. And that's kick off with the sauna. That was my very first rendition of when I launched it and everyone was like, who is this? Why is she here? Why is she selling to me? Nobody who knew who I was. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I think that was around that time when I had first done it, when it was like, 
the cheapest I had ever launched it for. And now it's just transformed into something so much bigger, but it's so interesting. What You were the one who reached out to me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found you because I had created my Instagram page and I think back then I was just Serena Shoop CPA on Instagram. And now I'm like, I have dreams about just going back to one handle. Cause it's a lot to deal with two Instagram handles. plus oh, yeah. a personal one. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it would just be so much easier. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. I had created my Instagram handle and was following some hashtags of like, I think workflows or accounting or something. And you popped up in my feed under that hashtag. And I was like, who is this girl with the red hair <laughs> and the red microphone and the pink and the unicorns. And I was like, she seems fun. <laughs> she seems like the fun I wish I was. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause some people get the opposite feeling of like, I can't take this person serious. So it makes me happy when people tell me they they're more receptive to it. <laughs> you know what? Like the reason it like resonated with me is because I have so much respect for, for people who just own who they are in that regard, because, and that's like, I kind of alluded to that, but I was like, she seems like the fun. I wish I could be like out in public. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a pretty fun person when you really get to yeah, know you me, but, but I, <laughs> but, but the thing that people like see on the surface, and this just is because I'm such an introvert and maybe this is just part of my personality is like the, the words that I get from people are like serious, polished, put together professional. And I'm like, I don't feel like that at all, but I can see how it comes across. <laughs> I stumbled across a meme the other day that said, have you ever met a friend who can sound so professional, say the right thing, sound so smart, but then also see them a couple shots deep, <laughs> like been there. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Um, so, so yeah, I, that's what, I, that's what really drew me to you is that I was like, I love that someone is busting out in the accounting profession as a totally different and like sparkly and exciting and colorful, but real person and Mm -hmm. making learning these really dry topics really fun. So (laughs) that's hard to do. That is really hard to do. And you mastered it. So congratulations. Thanks. This is the award show for me on the opposite end. I just do these guest expert sessions just to To bump yourself up. (laughs) I need a little pep talk before I get into my work day today. Yeah. So So you reached out on Instagram. And I remember when you reached out to me, because I get for anybody, I'm sure anybody who's listening understands that you get spam left and right all day, every day on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. It's just like, at this point, anybody who says, Hey, what's up? As soon as they friend request me, I'm like, delete. Just kidding. That's a little dramatic, but you get the point. So I remember when you reached out to me, because I had already had so many people like kind of reach out and chat and stuff. And, but there was also a different approach that you gave to me. You weren't like pitchy to me. You weren't like, oh my God, you have this thing. We should just immediately do stuff. Like you did actually ask me, like, we should collaborate. Like you would think that I would have put it off, but for some weird reason, the way that you said it, and I know that you still have that message. Cause one time you did like a Instagram, like story. I have, we have to find that of the conversation, but it almost happened so fast. It was so unreal. Like I've had plenty of, and you have it over time too, so many relationships of like partnering and helping each other out, but none of it like ever flourished the way how fast, like we turned it into like, we're now like best friends, like in yeah. the sense of like business and also life too. Hey 
Hey listener, just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode today to ask you, have you been trying to find a better solution to actually taking payments from your clients? Then boy, do I have a solution for you. One of my absolute favorite pieces of tech is Pluto. Pluto is such a game changer in your business. It really helps you to allow you to be able to take payments easily from your clients through ACH. They also take credit card as well, but they have so many different options. One of the big perks to using something like Pluto over something like QBO and all the other options that we have out there for invoicing is because it is way more cost effective and it has saved me thousands of dollars on those fees that we get taken out for invoicing our clients. So we no longer use QuickBooks Online in order to invoice our own clients. We now have migrated over to Pluto. And if you want to learn more about Pluto and check it out, it is amazing. They make such a seamless process for our clients to be able to add the ACH information, to ask them to authorize us to be able to take the automatic payment every single month and saves us a ton of money in fees. You're just going to go to workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto. That's workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto to learn more. Yeah. I think I was just like kind of thinking through that as you were talking and thinking about like how important it is to really have the right intention when you message somebody. And if you have the intention of just making money off of someone or landing them as a client right away, or it's it's in self-service that energy is going to emanate through whatever you say no matter how you say it like if that energy exists inside of you as you're typing whatever message or sending a voice note or whatever like people feel that and a lot of people aren't even aware that they feel it they just know like something feels off about this and it doesn't feel right and some people are highly aware of that type of energy exchange. And so I think the reason it worked is because I truly was like, I want to get to know her as a person. If we can collaborate, that would be awesome because we can share an audience. But honestly, like I, I truly just wanted a friend in business that understood exactly what I was going through. And yes, I had made connections with other bookkeepers, And yes, I had made connections with other course creators, but I had not made any connections with a bookkeeper that is also a course creator. And that might sound really scary for some people because they might be like, well, you guys are a direct competition because you literally, well, we don't teach you the exact same thing. So that was one piece of it, but we also have different backgrounds and totally different personalities. And so even if we teach the same topic, you might teach it in a different way that is easier for someone else to understand versus the way that I do it and vice versa. So I truly just wanted to find somebody that got it on both ends, like understood how to run a bookkeeping business, understood how to, or was trying to learn how to run, run course creation (laughs) business because we were both at the baby stage. (laughs) And so we kind of, we share, I was like, let's share resources. Like who have you learned from? And this is a podcast I listen to. And we just immediately connected because the energy behind it was, I just truly want someone to like bounce ideas off of and connect with and not feel so freaking lonely while yeah. I do this thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially because we have such different dynamics or not dynamics. We have similar dynamics in the sense of like, I've got workflow queen, which is like where I educate bookkeepers and accountants on systems, processes, workflows. Well, you have ambitious bookkeeper, which is you teach people how to start their business from the ground up. And then now you actually moved into more of how to support like adding additional services, like elevate, like being able to add more CFO type services versus of course, bookkeeping you support with zero, 
You support mm-hmm. specifically online course creators, content creators, coaches, and stuff. And my firm, Magnetic Bookkeeping, also supports the same thing, but it's more QBO. And so yeah. even though those companies also technically clash, it doesn't in our mind. It's like it's community over collaboration. And I think that there's a a big message in that, that some people are always like, well, I don't want to you know, I'm not saying go post your trade secrets to the whole world. It's like when you find the people that you trust, like trust in them. And and it's not a one-way street. Like every single person that's super close to me also in business has always provided almost as much as I've given as well. Like help almost, but I'm better. Just kidding. I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) I know. I don't, I didn't realize I said almost until you just called me out on it. In case you're not aware, listener, <laughs> Alyssa is a very competitive, very. which is really funny, like, but in a healthy way, it's not like, in but a not unhealthy, yeah, I mean, it's, it's comical <laughs> and it's fun. It's always in fun, but like you're super competitive and I'm not <laughs> at all. I'm just like, yeah, I'll participate just for the fun of it, for the participation yeah. trophy. <laughs> I'm like on a mission to be first place. And like, if there was a first place before first place, I would get that place. <laughs> Half place? Like a zero place. Like you're at the foundation place. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think that like, I think this is a conversation that we've had so many different times, but it's really fun to like continue to have it and and continue to inspire people to not be worried about the competition. I don't view anyone as competition. Like technically all of my students could be considered my competition, but I, I send referrals to other people all the time because I have a very niche focus in my firm. And so if I get any other requests that are any out anywhere outside of the type of client that I serve, I share those leads with my students. I share them with you. Like, yeah with whoever I can, because I can't possibly serve every single Mm-mm. client that comes my way, nor would yeah. I want to. So. Yeah. And also personality. Like you yeah. said, it's like, what vibe do you really want to go for? So thank you for the intro about all the things us together. <laughs> also other really random fun fact. One time I visited Serena in Prescott. Was it almost how long was I in Prescott? It was like almost a month. It was like, yeah, it was like four a weeks. good month. <laughs> yeah. It was like a good month. I, I legit just packed up and I was just like, I'm coming to Prescott. And I literally packed up my whole entire forerunner through my dog. I didn't throw him, but I put <laughs> lightly set my dog in my car and drove. I think it was like a, what is it? Nine hours, 10 hours for me or something like that. I thought it was like six or seven. Or maybe I think it was. It took you a little longer because your car dog. was so heavy. Yeah. Oh, and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that's when I didn't have the trailer. Then I went out to Prescott and I had this brilliant idea halfway through. He didn't even question me, which is the funny part. We were literally at lunch in Prescott and I was like, I have a good idea. And she's like, what now? And I was like, I might've actually instigated. You actually did. You were the reason. Cause I was like, I'm just going to go camping across the States with my dog. And you're like, you should just get a travel trailer or like an RV. And then like, she planted the seed people. Like (laughs) like it's my fault. I live vicariously through Alyssa. I Make her do everything that I wish I could do. Because <laughs> you know I'm going to want to do it. And you planted the seed and we were at that, oh my, what's that place that called that we kept going to? It was so good in Prescott. The, oh, the, the little, county seat. County seat. Oh, if you guys ever go to Prescott, county seat, it's super adorable. It's the cutest little coffee shop. But we were there and I was like, I'm going to buy a travel trailer. And I was like, where's the nearest one? <laughs> Actually, I called you and I said, where's the nearest RV place? And you're like, oh God, I'm not going to ask any questions. And I showed up and then I was like, I applied and then I got it. And then yeah. I just took off for like several months, but 
but she first you it. lived in my driveway yeah. for a couple of weeks. No, it wasn't a couple of weeks. It was it probably was like, like three days. <laughs> yeah. Three or four days. Yeah. That was like 4th of July. And then that's when I took off, but it's just really funny that like, I've totally lived at your house on your property. <laughs> yeah. See guys, Good it could time. flourish your relationships. Yeah. They can flourish if you let them. So anyways, today we wanted to talk about the journey of prioritization because I feel like this is the beginning of the year. It's just like setting the tone as well for our first guest expert session, because I think Serena recently you came up, some, one of your students brought up prioritizing like loyalty or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how the beginning of your business, you prioritize things in such different ways than you do when you're more seasoned and you're more in it. So I would love to kind of open it up to like what, what you've experienced from like the very beginning to like where you're currently at of how you've shifted your prioritizations. Cause I don't expect anybody's prioritizations to stay the same throughout the years of business. Yeah. And each season is different too. Mm -hmm. So I would say like most business owners and myself included when it first, when you first start off, you are either starting off. Well, even in, in any scenario, most of the time, like even if you're freelancing or working part-time for someone else or whatever, you're doing it for money, right? Like money is yeah. the main driver. <laughs> it was yeah. for me too, even though lifestyle I was business. Like, yeah. Very part-time, but I initially started my business. I almost was like, I initially started my business to like, to just have something to do, but it really, it wasn't all about that. Like I could have found other things to do. I also wanted to be able to make money. So I took the skills that I had mm -hmm. and my expertise and figured out like, what could, I, how could I make some money? Because I had left corporate. I was now a stay at home mom and I have never been a stay at home mom. And I've always been an earner. And so it was a huge mind F <laughs> You could guess on this go, one. <laughs> a mindset shift. Yeah. It was it was a huge shift for me to go from making six figures to then being 100% dependent on someone else making the money and and it was my my own stuff, my own money stuff that I had where I felt like I couldn't ask for money to go buy new leggings or whatever. Like I remember when I first started like freelancing on Upwork or whatever. The first time I got paid like $140 for this one little job, yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy myself some new leggings. Like that was the first thing that I bought because I was like, I need new pants. I'm losing the baby weight, but I also don't like jeans anymore. If you're a mom, you can relate. <laughs> and so like, that was the first thing I was like, this is what I'm going to spend. Like my first little paycheck on is some new pants. And so yeah, the big driver was just making a little bit of extra money so I could buy things for myself and not feel guilty about it. And <clears throat> whether you're starting out to make money to replace an income or to have extra spending money, like money is, is usually why people start their business. Oh, for sure. And then, and then it starts to morph into like, okay, once you start making the money that you want to make, you start realizing like, maybe I'm not doing the things that I like or spending the amount of time I want to be spending on this. And so you start to shift your priorities and kind of reevaluate how you're running things. And one of the things that one of my students brought up was that in the beginning, she was really just concerned of like staying loyal and keeping clients and blah, 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 as long as they're paying you. But now she's, I don't know how far into her business at this point, but she's struggling between like letting clients go because they're not a great personality fit 
versus keeping them on because we as accountants tend to be as a personality, very loyal. And I totally resonated with that and, and really making any changes in your life or your business is really, really hard when one of your top values is loyalty, because it'll make you stay stuck in a situation that isn't best for you just because you're putting that loyalty value first and you don't, it could, we could, this could open up a whole can of worms. Like it it could have a deeper meaning, like a deeper meaning, like you're afraid of upsetting people or like you're afraid of having an uncomfortable conversation, which ultimately stems from afraid of upsetting people and, and worried about how other people are going to react. So it's a real, like, it's real hard to shift your priorities once you've created a pattern already. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) Um, priorities. I think it's shifted so much. I mean, right now I'm just in this weird, very interesting place where like, yeah, I need money to be able to prioritize time because without money, it won't give me the time that I need. Yeah, it will not buy more time. It will give me the time and the necessities to create that space. I think I'm at this point in my life and in my business that that is the most important thing to me. Like when I first started, like, yeah, I finally started to see certain numbers that I was like, I can actually do this. Like, I can actually make the money that I want to make. And then you hit it. And then it's just like, you meet all these people who are like, Jeff Bezos, is that the guy? Amazon. He's Amazon, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like him. It's like, you keep going and going. And I'm like, and when I first started, I remember that being like such a massive goal. Like I had, I, you know, like I had really big goals to like, I want to hit 5 million. I want to do this. I want to do that. And now the more time that's gone by, I'm like, I'm happy with the salary that I pay myself. Like I'm happy with the team that I have and what I pay them. Like I'm happy I can offer jobs to other people, but it's like, do I really need that much money? Like in my life, like what would I actually realistically, what would I do with that much money when I still get to live my life happily doing the things that I've always wanted to do with the salary I currently pay myself. And so now my priorities have shifted into, I respect my time. I could have someone offer to pay me a thousand dollars for one hour session. And if I'm just not feeling good or I'm just not for it, I will say no. Because if I'm not feeling in alignment, there's so many times that people have asked me, like, will you please make an exception and do a one-on-one service, like setup? Like I no longer do like Asana setups anymore. It is very rare if I ever agree. And it's because I really respect the capacity of that. I know it's going to take a lot of my expertise to get it done. Not to say that my team's not capable. It's just, they're asking for a very unique thing from me. And so I think I've learned over time that you have to put yourself first because without putting yourself first, you're not going to be able to pay the people you want to pay to give the jobs that you want to give. It's just like when they say, what is it? Like when you love yourself, you'll finally learn to love other people. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. I hear a lot of people who are always like, no, I want to take a cut on my salary to make sure my team is paid. Now there's always an exception. If your budget, (laughs) if you were about to go broke and you had to pay your team, obviously pay your team. But like, what I mean by that is like, You don't want this resentment around paying someone a higher salary or not giving them the right amount of whatever it is, like you're sacrificing yourself for other people constantly, then you're never going to serve yourself. And then in the long term, because you didn't prioritize yourself, you're just telling your business you're not prioritizing it. And then it just can backfire. And so for me, my first part of business was always go, go, go. Priority was everybody else, how they want to feel. And lately, like I don't even show up on Instagram stories lately. Because I'm prioritizing myself and I used to feel super guilty 
And then there's that. There's how do I balance this guilt feeling? Because for a while I was feeling really guilty about like, oh my God, I'm not showing up for my audience. I'm not doing my behind the scenes. Like I love doing behind the scenes for Instagram. And I stopped. That's because I had to like give into like what I needed personally. But then I started to feel that guilt. Like you said, the Mm -hmm. whole loyalty, people pleasing or whatever you want to call it. It then seeps in and then it like shifts your priorities, but not in the way that you want. And I think that's something that we have to like recognize and like understand about feeling that guilt with like finally putting yourself first because people aren't used to doing that. Yeah. I think one thing that has, that really helps me is I have to frequently come back to revisiting my current season of life, my current values, because those can change too based on the season of life and like really sit and give myself the space and time to think about what is actually important. What do I want to be important that I'm not making the time for, and then shifting everything else around that. Like, so recently I did inside of my group in my student group, we kicked off the year with, I did like a special, I always do a monthly live Q and a for my students, but I kicked off the year with one that was more about like intention setting for the new year and kind of goal setting, I guess, if you will. And one of the exercises I like to do, and I, I do this with myself probably a couple times a year, I should do it more often because when you have little kids, like life just changes so quickly and you, you change seasons so quickly, but one of the exercises I did is I led everyone through like a visualization of five years from now. And I can't remember where I learned this. I learned it back at the beginning of my business journey. So I can't even like reference who I learned it from, but basically like you're kind of taking yourself future pacing yourself and deciding on what to prioritize today based on how you want life to be in five years from now. And so I took people through, like, if you have children, how old are they? What activities are they participating in? What are you doing at the end of the day with them in five years? And a couple people were like, wow, this is so powerful because they have small children like I do. And when I do that exercise and realize what age my children are going to be in five years, like it's, it's kind of scary but it brings you back to here and now because you're like, I can keep striving because I have a lot of ambition. Obviously my brand yeah. is ambitious. ambitious like <laughs> I can, I can let my ambition take over and just achieve, 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 get the next goal, chase the next goal. And I'm really good at setting and meeting goals. And I have personally a hard time of staying present to the here and now. And so an exercise like this helps me realize like in five years, my children will not be five and six anymore. They'll be 11 and 10 and life will be completely different. So is that goal that important right now? Or can I wait five years to chase that one? And so it like helps you prioritize, like, what are the most important things right now that are going to be in alignment with the values that you have in life right now? And so we did that little exercise and it's a really powerful exercise. If, if you have difficulty staying present to the moment too, (laughs) (laughs) and then we did some other goal setting stuff, but I really like that one because you can accomplish a lot in five years, but there's always a cost. 
there's always an opportunity cost. And as much as I like to be like really positive and be like, you can have both, there's still opportunity cost. And so if you do this one thing, you're always like, if you say yes to one thing, you're going to be saying no to something else. So if you say yes to bringing on this one client or keeping a client that you don't like, you're saying no to a potential good client that might pay you double and be easier to work with. If you say yes to this one, even a good client, right? I say yes to this good client. I'm going to be trading some time for that. And so I have to really decide like, based on the services that the client needs or whatever, do we have the capacity? And if, if the team doesn't have the capacity, then it's going to be on my shoulders until I build up the team enough to have the capacity. And so that's going to take away from time with my little kids. So it's like, everything is connected. Everything is intertwined, but you have to like, I would say pausing before you like agree to do stuff out of loyalty or people pleasing habits. Like if you can just give yourself 24 hours to really evaluate what your priority is and the opportunity cost of whatever this activity you may say yes to is, then you'll make more, more better. (laughs) You'll make better decisions that are more in alignment with your values in the end. If you give yourself more time to think about it, but sometimes like I'm a, if you're into any, is it Enneagrams or whatever, or um, strengths finders, not Enneagrams, the one where I don't, and they're all blending together now, like the the generator, the E engine, whatever. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I I, I think I'm I'm a generator. I know I'm a generator. And so that means that like, and I'm a sacral generator. So I will know immediately if something is a yes or a no. And so for people like us, like you really have to be in tuned with the feeling in your body you get when someone presents you with an opportunity. If it's a, an immediate, like, hell yeah, then yeah. like you'll make it happen and it's worth it. But if you have any bit of a like inkling of resistance to it, it's probably a no. So just don't do it. But yeah. for the most part, most other humans that aren't <laughs> sacral generators, I believe like would even as a generator, you would still benefit from waiting to give an answer, even if you know, it's a yes, just to like work through your priorities and figure out like, what is the best decision for you? Yeah. I love it. There's something that I do every single time (laughs) I'm laughing because it's hilarious. I'm pretty positive. You see me do it whenever I'm deciding on big decisions of like, I'm like torn between like, should I do it? Or should I say yes? Or should I say no? Or whatever it is. I play this game where I make someone else play rock, paper, scissors with me. (laughs) Have I ever made you do this with me? (laughs) This is a, this is how I get my, my daughter to decide on what to wear too. Yeah. So yeah. what you do, so anybody listening, I just did this last night with Brooke Swan, like no joke. We were talking about a client that she might potentially want to take. And I was like, you know, if, how about you be, you're going to take the client and I'll be, don't, you don't get to take the client. Right. So you do rock, paper, scissors. And however you feel, if you lose, right. If you lose and you're like, oh, I'm super bummed that I lost and you actually wanted to take the client. But yeah. then if you win, it's like, Oh, actually, and you sink, you're kind of like, oh, I actually didn't want that. Then like, that's the thing. It's like, for me, that's how I like literally make all my life decisions. It's really bad. <laughs> like I'm literally getting this new house that I'm going to move to. I'm moving everyone, by the way, um, at the end of this month. And so with the move, I was like thinking about it. I'm like envisioning what it's going to be like living there. I'm trying to envision myself like in the office space I'll be working in. Cause I spend like 85% of my time at home because I work from home. So anyways, I was like, you know what? So I did rock, paper, scissors with my friend. And I was like, and I, and I won. 
and I was excited. Well, one, I was excited because I won. And then two, I was excited. <laughs> I was excited because I actually wanted the place. And so like, sometimes you just need like a little bit of an outside, like perspective, whether yeah. that's someone else coming in, but you're the one who knows the answer. It's sometimes just extracting it. So like, whether that's looking at, like Serena said, if you have kids, like looking into the future and just saying like, oh my God, like when you said that, I don't even have kids. I have my dog and dude, I was thinking in my head, like five-year-old, five years older, Harley, it started to hit me. And I, I have just a dog and yeah. I can't even imagine kids at such a good perspective of like, oh my God, your kids will be 10. Like that's like you said, they're, they, kids grow up so fast. Things change so fast. It's that's really scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I probably have the benefit of perspective because I also have a teenager. And so like, I literally know how fast it goes. Like, I feel like just yesterday she was a toddler and then I blinked and now it's like, what the F she's driving. Yeah. She's about to graduate high school. It's just crazy. So that it's, it's that contrast, like the contrast gives you clarity. So in your example too, like the contract, and, and that's what I, that's what I do with my younger daughter. She'll be like, I don't know which one I should wear. And I'll be like, wear this one. And she's like, no, actually I, I know I want, I want to wear this one. I'm like, great. I helped you decide we're good to go. <laughs> it's like the same thing because once I suggest something, then she's like, oh, actually I already knew I wanted there's to resistance. Yeah. And when you feel the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. I love, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. And then to anybody, like nothing, it drives me more insane than when, like, when you feel the resistance and you've been shown all these different things and you know how you feel, but yet you still do it. Now we're just talking about self-sabotage people. Like there's, there comes a point because we all know, like, there's like things that we deal with in life, whether that's like people, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's projects, clients, whatever these things look like, if you feel the resistance, it's like, you have to honor yourself to understand, but there's always circumstances or things that will, you sometimes can't pull from that resistance, but in a lot of opportunities, if you have the ability to make a decision that won't affect, create some massive ripple effect in the world, then go for what feels right for you. And also like, do the, do the, what is it? Rock, paper, scissors method. Like do the five years, if you got kids thing, or if you have a dog, it actually hits you pretty hard too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another way I was thinking, like, if you don't have someone else to play rock, paper, scissors with, you could flip flip. a coin or you could do, do you remember like whenever you pick a daisy or whatever, and you're like, he loves me. He loves me. Not he loves me. Same thing. You could do it with that. Or the little Um, origami thing with the fingers. And yeah, it was like, pick one, one, two, three, four. And then it was like, oh, you have to kiss him. Yeah. You remember that recent? Yes. I, so I've been watching, (laughs) I got sick over Christmas. And so I binged like three seasons of this show called manifest on Netflix. Oh, that's the one with the airplane, right? Yeah. I love those types. I love the the main character guy. He plays the prince in once upon a time and oh, that's what he's from. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) I've been watching that show and there, they had one of those little like paper folded paper things in it. Like one of the girls had it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that takes me back. But the good old days. Yeah. The good old days of (laughs) decision-making. You know what? We should start making that like a new thing. We should like brand it. Cause what we're going to call ourselves, we're going to do the, um, oh, we're going to call ourselves the ambitious queen. We're going to conjoin like, you know, do, oh, by the way, guys, this is just a, drop, or maybe like we need someone to let us know if you guys actually want us to be this, to be a thing, but we want to do a joint retreat or a joint mastermind. And so many people have been asking us about a mastermind or something. A lot of, you know, that Serena guest speaks at all of my breakthrough retreats, which are usually in person. We've done Nashville, San Jose, 
But we were thinking about doing like a mastermind style or something. Like we just love any excuse to go anywhere. New Orleans is the next one. It's got to (laughs) happen. And I'm like, I don't like planning event type situations and you do. And so I just like to show up and, and teach and teach and speak. (laughs) And it's always great. Last time was great in San Jose when everyone got to just free for all, all day. And that was amazing. And everybody just like worked on so many different things. That was a really fun. I liked that one better than Nashville. I like Nashville better for the experiences that we all had, like as everybody there, but it was a little too Mm -hmm. structured. And I like how we shifted. It was a lot of content in Nashville. And so I'm happy you always, that you listen. You always overestimate your capabilities of how much mm-hmm. like content you can cram in. Yeah. And from because we're coming from the perspective of already knowing the knowing content. Knowing it. Mm-hmm. And so, but but if you like think about a beginner and this is brand new content to them, like it takes so much more time to implement and absorb and all the things. So yeah, San Jose was a little bit better for that for sure. Yeah, because because we just listen. Well, we listen to everybody. Everybody yeah. gave us feedback in Nashville. They're like, I wish there was like a little bit more implementation. And we did that. And I think it was great. Shameless plug for myself. Also for you, I guess, because you kind of benefit <laughs> on the back end of that. So you also like being there and you can all just yeah, it's fun. somewhere new. It's I love connecting with it. And the other day you sent me a picture of something on your screen and I saw your little post-it of your word of the year. I don't know. If oh, discipline yet. Okay. Yeah. So yours discipline. is discipline. And I hadn't picked a word yet, but later mm-hmm. that day, some things happened in my life. And I was like, I figured out my word and my word this year is reconnect because Ooh. it has like so many, like reconnect with like old friends and reconnect with new friends and reconnect with like myself. And so I don't know, it just inspired me to like kind of be on the lookout for a word. And when it came to me, I was like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I love the word discipline. And the only thing that I'm trying to really master is not only discipline, but the opposite of discipline, not necessarily opposite. But what I mean by that is like, I want to have discipline, but I also want to learn and understand this year, whether that's through therapy or reading or listening to podcasts or whatever that looks like. I also want to understand when there's an opportunity that discipline should not be my, my thing. And instead it should be honoring like honoring mm-hmm. myself and honoring my space, kind of going back to the prioritization, like prioritizing things like discipline's great. But what if every single day I told myself, oh, I don't feel good, but I have to do it every single day. Cause last year, I think I worked like probably a full week in like a whole entire year, because like I was on this whole like personal journey, traveling a lot, love. just like <laughs> literally went to Europe for 30 days, like went on my three month travel trailer trip. Like I did a lot of year for me, but I wanted to create more discipline this year and like my personal life. So health, fitness, and then business life of being a little bit more consistent, but I also want to learn and understand when it's okay for me to say no to discipline, because I don't want it to just be my word where I always have to do it. I need to learn how to know when it's not right to do it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a few years back. I had the, it was actually 2020. That year, I was like, my word this year is yes. I'm gonna start saying because I'm really like the the couple years before that, I had been really bad about like saying yes to doing things with people, and I was just kind of like really a little bit reclusive and stuff. And so I was like, 2020 is gonna be the year I say yes. Anytime someone invites me to do something, I'm gonna say yes. Like whether it's to go to the yeah. park with the kids or to just go to lunch or whatever. Yeah. And then freaking COVID happened. <laughs> How about this? How about we move the word to 2023? Serena, would you like to come visit me in Lake Arrowhead? <laughs> yes. Um, but that is also part of like the same kind of idea of like 
saying yes to lots of things, but also knowing when you don't need to say yes um, and honoring yourself. So kind of the same thing And the discipline, what comes to mind for me around that is like more about the discipline to create and honor the habits that you want to instill and install. Like, cause even with it, like if you can have enough discipline uh, to install the habits at that point, it becomes a system in an autopilot thing to where you yeah. don't have to really think about honoring yourself. The habit is already installed. Yeah. It's second nature, which I think honestly ties in perfectly to your whole podcast of like, yeah. cause I asked Creating you systems. Hit recorded, but yeah, before we hit record, I was like, what do you want your, what is the goal and the outcome? And what do you want for your audience from this podcast? Because I always like to freaking go deeper. Cause I'm a coach at heart. <laughs> Don't even get me like, started on the ways. Oh God. So I'm and, just going to um, leave it there. <laughs> and so like when you said like, conquering workflows and systems. I'm like, that's perfect because you can tie in so much personally with creating personal systems, which are habits, right? A Mm -hmm. habit is just a system for you personally, so that you don't have to make like all a system is, is something like a process so that you don't have to make so many decisions and have decision fatigue. Creates more freedom. Fatigue. Oh God. Fagitude. Oh my God. This is a real thing, guys. I actually thought fatigue was actually fagitude my whole freaking life. Nobody in my family ever, ever corrected me. You know where this was figured out on stage speaking in front of like 400 freaking people at a bookkeeper convention called BKX. And it was in Vegas and I was so nervous. And I said, fagitude. And Serena later, what was it? We were in Nashville and we were sitting at the dinner table with everybody in Nashville, like all of my my students and some of her students. And she goes, I have a question for you. (laughs) I go, yeah. She goes, what is fagitude? I was like, you know, it's like when you're really tired, (laughs) she's like, can you say that one more time? Like, how do you spell that? I was like, (laughs) F-A-T-I-G. She goes, so how do you say it? And like, just mocking me. And then then she goes, it's (laughs) fatigue. And I think I spit out my water. Right. I yeah. was laughing so <laughs> and everybody was, was laughing dying. so hard. We all had a word that we all have said, like all <laughs> of us have a word that you, for me, um, anyways, we've all had a word where we don't know how to pronounce it because maybe we've only ever read it and not really like connected it. it with when other people say it, or maybe no one in our life really uses that word, but we've read it a lot. And so we just come up with our own pronunciation. <laughs> the word for me is adjacent. <laughs> It's kind of like fagitude. <laughs> yeah. It's just that I emphasize the wrong part of the word. It's really adjacent apparently, but apparently, I've, I've like made such a, like, <laughs> I've made such a big deal about like, which one is right that I still get confused. Like it's, I'm just more confused now. I just honestly, whenever the word, even right now, like saying fatigue, the right word, I, I zone in on like, oh my God, which one is it? Like, it's almost like I put my my brain is giving me like a spinning wheel of like, which one are you going to shoot out today? But I just remember you being like, you do realize that you said that on stage at BKX. And I'm like, and every little person in that room, no one noticed. Nobody, you'd obviously notice. But it's because I had heard you. The only reason I brought it up is because you had practiced your speech to me multiple times. So many times while you heard it multiple times. Yeah. While I was dying. (laughs) And... (laughs) And throwing and running to the bathroom to throw up. 
<laughs> I was literally, I remember we were at breakfast. I was nervous guys for my speech at VKX. It was the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. And we were sitting at breakfast and we had way too much fun the night before. Cause we went to the relay event. So relay put together, was it relay and Melio or some other company? I think it was relay. Yeah. It might've it just been just relay. No. We had way too much fun. We got to meet, this was like our first time actually meeting a lot of our students in person. And so everybody there like knew everybody. So it was so much fun in the morning, regretted it. Both of us did. And then to top it off, we go to breakfast and she's trying to like put down her food. And I'm over here, like repeating over and over again, my speech. And at one point she stops and goes, Alyssa, I have to go back to my room. <laughs> she's like, don't be offended. I was like, it's okay. Like I was so nervous. I just repeated it. And poor girl was trying not I to have like the worst friend. It was, it, it was bad news. Me and well liquor do not mix. So, yeah. <clears throat> so back to, I don't know what we were talking about, but I forgot yeah, your word of the year, discipline, yeah. habits, systems, discipling, um, super- <laughs> discipling, <laughs> discipling. <laughs> Ian's going to have to cut out a bunch of our giggles, by the way. <laughs> Otherwise, people are going to be like, "This is ridiculous." This no, sounds like a couple of like high school girls giggling. It's okay, and- they're not our people if they if they're going to feel like that. So yeah, I want to good- cut out some of the laughing. <laughs> but anyways, so we're going to wrap this up because this is starting to get very off topic here. But um, anyways, so one thing I like to ask everybody at the very end of the podcast is, what is one thing that you wish you would have known or something that you would show to someone who's maybe starting from the very beginning or even someone more well-seasoned? Yeah, I would say at the very beginning, it is okay to not take on every single client just because you can and you're capable of it. I would really like kind of reflect back on this conversation that we had and really think about if you take on 10 really bad clients now, how is that going to affect you five years from now? Like it's, it's really hard to let go clients, to let go of clients. And if you know, if you have any like red flag or pit in your stomach or inkling that someone's not the right fit, listen to that. Like our our intuition is really powerful if you allow it to come through and it'll be so much easier to say no upfront than to have to deal with letting go a bad client or dealing with a bad client or dealing with a client that doesn't pay you that also treats you crappy. So I would say that is my number one piece of advice. And I've been asked that before. And that's always my response is to like, listen to your intuition, but also don't feel like you have to say yes to every client. Yeah. Um, So Yeah. Yay. Well, how exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. For anybody who wants to connect with you, get to know more about you, all the things, where can they find you? Yeah. I'm on all the socials, either with my name, Serena Shoup, CPA or Ambitious Bookkeeper. Instagram is probably where I'm most active and I'm at Ambitious Bookkeeper. Yeah. And what about what you have to offer? Because I'm going to make you say all those things. Okay. So (laughs) obviously like my free content is the podcast and that is the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. And that's available. We air a weekly episode, some are solo episodes and some are interviews like this. And I have two programs that are available always and lots of mini courses, but my main program is the Bookkeeping Business Accelerator, which is now a registered trademark. Yeah. And, and that will take you from either your, the dreaming stage or the beginning stages of your business to 
years down the road. It's content that you can come back to time and again, but it'll help you get set up. It'll help you price your services, decide on your services, market your services, and lots of things in between. It's it's very all-encompassing, and that comes with a community and support from me and my team. And the other program I have is for more seasoned accountants and bookkeepers and business owners on offering a CFO advisory type services. It actually teaches the skill of it. And that was another area in the marketplace that we saw a gap and you, you convinced me to just teach it. And so that's called elevate. And that is always available as well. I occasionally will run cohorts of that live, but I don't have any scheduled at the moment. So uh, you can buy the the self-paced version and all of those are on our website at ambitiousbookkeeper.com. Cool. And then also I'll be linking everything below in the show notes. Please feel free to take a screenshot and send it over to us. Tag us over at Instagram for at Workflow Queen and then Ambitious Bookkeeper. And let us know how much you love this episode. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear us giggle more or less, <laughs> which if you say less, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> and we're more than happy to just have a quick little voice note or something and just share our excitement with you guys. So thank you so much, Serena, for joining today and everything. And I can't wait to obviously see you hopefully next in person. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored to have been your first interview on your podcast. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a fellow bookkeeper or an accountant on social media and also tag me on Instagram at Workflow Queen. The more that we work together to get this out in front of other people, the better I can help to serve this industry to create more solid systems and processes. Now go take what you learned from today's episode and apply it into your practice so you can finally give yourself the brain space and freedom that you deserve. I can't wait to see you unfold throughout your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. See you next time.